P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, uh, that's a tape, tape. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey Haw fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Zimmer Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to watch great Philip Zimmer Hoffman films together with you guys. Kyle, we have a good one today. I think so. I I think so too. We're, We're starting off the new year, the new decade proper, I'd say. I think so. And this is, I love this movie for this time because it's a very, well, one, it's a great Hoffman film. And it's a very cold film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's very wintry. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, the film, of course, is The Savages with Philip Zimmer Hoffman and one of my favorites as well, Laura Linney. Kyle, are, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. I am ready to do this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, it's a wintry movie. It's a cold. There might not be snow on the ground, it's, but it's cold out there so uh you know let's watch the savages and warm up through his performance and laura of course (laughs) so we've rented it on amazon and literally the timestamp is oh 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 one it's just stopped on that i guess it's a fox yeah the cusp of the the searchlight yes the the cusp of the searchlight so let's just get into this one. I'm excited. The extinct so I, searchlight, right? Because since Disney now owns it, well, I think they're still. Oh, searchlight is gone. Oh, searchlight is still around. Is this a 20th Century Fox or is this a searchlight? It could be 20. Some. I know they bought it, but I know they're still using. They're planning to use some of the. You know, they didn't like close Fox Studios down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's what people came to hear. Uh, bit, uh, studio news. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so when I say go, you're going to press go. And remember, guys, this is a watch along with us. If you want to hear our regular episode on The Savages, go back into our archives at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcast, including wherever you're listening today, whether it be Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. We're there. We're easy to listen to. And we're celebrating the life and career of the great actor, maybe the greatest actor of all time, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So are you ready, guys, out there? When I say go, press play. Three, two, one, go. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Oh, those drums. Yeah, I missed that. I missed that before Star Wars. I remember when you you saw the original Star Wars in the theater, Kyle, and you were like, "Yes." The original in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> Ten years before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> before we were born. Yes, we were born together on the same day. Yeah. Exactly 10 years after Star Wars came out. What's (laughs) this one? I don't know this one. This intro here. 
Lone Star. That the beer company Lone Star has a. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that mark. Oh, the beer I am. <laughs> did you see? Did your sub? Did the subtitle just say? Birds twittering in the distance. Uh, I didn't see. I wasn't. Uh, I see harp plays. That was the first thing I caught. Gotcha. I think it said that. I'm like, is that what Twitter comes from? I guess they have bird as a symbol. I just don't associate that with birds anymore. You know, a Twitter of a bird. <laughs> yeah, like more a tweet. Twitter. Yeah, the tweet makes sense. Yeah. I forgot it opened like this. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> The sad. Ooh, what a what a! I love like the choice of like you know like, like obviously it's a very uh, different opening than, you know, it's an artistic opening. But just even like the choose of like the choice of font in the cursive. Yeah, it's not something I would have expected, frankly, because I don't know. This is a very iconic like poster and DVD box. You know what I'm saying? So like, and that's not the font that they use there. No, I like it, but yeah, it's just different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the font is just pretty bold. I think on the on the posters and stuff. Yeah, it's that it's that red, and it's like very blocky. And sometimes the posters are even like of the main characters animated. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think I said before we started recording that how that reminded me of um, like Wes Anderson kind of drawing, which I yeah, know you and I both adore. Sun City, Arizona. Now, you and I are both not retired, but no. I don't know. I don't know if I want to retire to a community like this, but then again, who knows where my mindset will be or where the earth will be at that point. Is this definitely, I mean, is this specifically a community or is it just a bunch of old people living there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, there's nurses and stuff. Yeah. I believe it's like a, a community, like a higher end community. Yeah. Oh, this is the butler from It Takes Two. Oh yeah, one of your <laughs> favorites. Diminishes career. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Bosco, that is. And this guy. Oh, he of course, was is from Dexter, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was just in a movie. You were when you were uh, when we were talking. You were watching my best friend's wedding. He's the one father. Yeah, who? Philip Bosco. Oh, I thought you meant the, the nurse guy. No, not the like... no, not the guy. <laughs> This guy's yeah, the one yeah. That oh, owns... you're absolutely right. I totally forgot. Right? Yeah, he's what's that guy's Dermot? Mc... I don't know, but, he, but he's in Friends too. Yeah, Maroney, something like that. Some Irish name. Him and like Rupert, uh, what's his name? Everett. Rupert Everett. Dunstan checks. I know. I know they're not. <laughs> I know they don't look the same, uh-huh. but they have a very similar look in my best friend's wedding. They do. But that's yeah. That's for another podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if I'll definitely. I mean, we we haven't experienced this part of our life yet. But I was just as you know down in um, Florida, Marco Island, and there's a very you know when I was flying down. Let's just say uh, every, we were, there was six of us that went, and we're all like you know thirty, thirty one, and we brought the plane's age average down to sixty. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I mean, we love our Florida people. We love Florida. Yeah, but... the snowbirds were the snowbirds were flying. <laughs> oh, on a whoa, a slow boat to China, which is playing of the course. background right now. The yeah, famously sung. 
later in the career by Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. That's awesome. I never caught yeah. that before. Connection. Who does that original song? I have that. Oh, oh, I forgot about this part. Oh, I forgot about this part. This is jarring. Did you do this while you were in Florida, Kyle? <laughs> um, no. No. New York City. Great New York film, The Savages, would you say? No, it's not. I, I, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> like, just because a film takes place in New York doesn't make it a great New York film. It could be a great film and take place in New York and not be a great New York film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not my rule in high school slumber party. Pretty much if it takes place in high school, we're talking about it. Yeah, I have to be a bit more picky, I guess, when it comes to my foodie films. Well, yeah, because everyone eats, so, if, yeah. you know, <laughs> everyone has dinner, but that's why you have your great food film scenes. Here's the great Laura Linney. I love Laura Linney. I've always loved Laura Linney. Yeah, that's, she's just, she's not her usual uh, blonde in this movie. I mean, she she's a chameleon. No, she is, yeah. With, with the hair color. But she's just, yeah, she's one of my all-time faves. And she's a great uh, counterpart to Phil, that's for sure. Yeah, they're very, I mean, the more, obviously, we watch this film, you'll just get to see how believable they are as brother and sister. They just, they nail it. Their chemistry is fantastic. And I think we said this at the time, um, as much as this is a Hoffman film, it's a Laura Linney film. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just the fact that, I mean, it's not like this always works out this way, but the fact that they're deciding to, you know, start with her, like, as far as the, out of the two siblings <laughs> and see, and getting to know her world. This also reminds me, honestly, of, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, mispronounce it. The Schenectady, New York movie. How is it pronounced? Schenectady, New York. Schenectady, New York. Yes. Not that I don't know the movie, obviously. It also reminds me of that vibe, too, because it's also like New York film, playwright. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's just great that we're seeing, like, you know, yeah, so she's writing this story about, I mean, what ends up being the relationship we see grow in this film is her, her brother and uh, their relationship with their father. She's writing the savages. Was We're that watching ju- her write. Yes, the savages. Was that? Was she just in a famous New York City bodega? The most famous one. <laughs> that, that's the cat from the bodega. That is the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you did enjoy your New Year's, Kyle? <laughs> yes, I had a lovely New Year's. You, you, you sound sick. Yes. Um, sorry, Hoff fans that might be enjoying the New Year with. Uh, uh, with this lovely film, but I'm a bit under the weather, so excuse me if you uh, if you hear some coughs. Some, I'll try to muffle them as best as possible. Is it true that you partied too hard? No, that's not the uh, not the truth. I think uh, I rarely get sick on planes. I hear that's something that happens to a lot of people. I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's what transpired. So uh, no, could it have been the man writing? Uh, Prick and poop on the bat in the bathroom. That was I did encounter that encounter. That. <laughs> why? Why wasn't I invited to your New Year's Eve celebration? I don't understand. I, it was you. I, I feel like we put it out there 
to it, you, it was but... never put out there. Why didn't we have a Hoffman New Year? Why didn't we count down the New Year like we count down the uh, the the episodes? Kyle, come on. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everything has to be about this show. Ooh, she is a, was that a trundle bit or a futon? Ooh, I forgot about this too. Oh yeah, the... I, I largely forgot a lot of this film. As much as I enjoy it, it wasn't my one of my most enjoyable films on yeah, our run. Definitely. I'm so happy, and I know a lot of Hoff fans out there are happy that we're we're covering this. This was this is up there in the demands, the cries for why we're not covering this. Yeah, and th- so this relationship. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from this uh, this actor here, this male actor, but like Laura Lenny is way out of his league. But I think that's a good thing. I like that because I think it tells us. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like continue, yeah. No, like you know, I, I'm sick of you watch these movies and you see glamorous people everywhere and doing glamorous things. Like she's not supposed to be a glamorous character. Well, no, I don't think that. But also, I think would, it shows. Sorry, continue. No, I think it just shows a bit of also where she is that she may be. Again, not not that he's like atrocious by any means, but I think no, she's no, no, just, no. Yeah. I, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, like I don't mean looks necessarily. You know, yeah. I mean. Place in their lives is yes. not very glamorous. Yes, very true. So I wasn't trying to diss this man's, <laughs> who I don't know his, his actor name, but I wasn't trying to diss his his vibe here. This is Peter Friedman. Cool, cool. Playing the character of Larry. <laughs> Wife's cervix. Just like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's... That's where they are. This guy lives, what, above her and walks down and is supposed to be going for a walk with the dog but goes in there for some uh, some dispassionate sex. Doesn't seem dispassionate to him. Mm, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> but real. I love it. The yeah, dog. The dog, wow. yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, us talking about this film, and I think it was just you and me, right? Yeah, yeah, this was just a, yes, the initial episode. And then, once again, just you and me. Which one, which of the savages would you be, and which one of the savages would I be? Um... I think I'd be Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> I don't remember. What does he do in this movie? Buffalo. Not far from his hometown. Yeah. His actual hometown. Ro- Rochester, where Philip Seymour Hoffman grew up. So isn't that funny, right? Like, another... We said New York movie, but it's also an upstate New York movie. Yeah, it's just an all-around New York movie. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Laura Linney. We should do, like, a live... Yes. Yes. A visual of our main man. We should do a live reading of this, you and I. That'll be the next, next podcast. Yeah, like, exactly. after we've watched all Hoffman films, you and I will just read the scripts as all the characters. P.S. I still love Hoffman by reading it out loud. <laughs> P.S. I still read Hoffman. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's a bit better. Are you sure you're not the father? You're Laura Linney. I am not the father. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's another connection here. Like, he's a care- uh, sorry, he's not a caretaker, but he's a caretaker in Magnolia. 
for oh. an older person. And this movie's kind of about that, right? Yeah. Like, huh. I wonder if all these things are what drew him to the role. It's a book originally, I believe, correct? Uh, is it a book? I mean, it, ha- it also has such a stage vibe to it. Hmm. I think you're right. I'm going to look it up now. The Savages book. Well, there's a book called The Savages, but I don't know if it's what the novel was based on. Written and directed by Tamara Jenkins. That's the movie, though. Tia or Tamara? Tamara. I, I, I actually really like her. Um, I forgot she directed this movie, but she did The Slums of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Which is a cool movie. Um, she did a film called Private Life, which I've never seen. But I, I, I know it had uh, Paul Giamatti in it. There's a Paul Giamatti podcast. I don't know if you knew that. Really? <laughs> nice thing. Oh, that Private Life film was released on Netflix. I gotta watch it because as I open it up, another one of my favorites is in it. Not Laura Linney level. Well, maybe. I don't know. I really like her. Catherine Hahn. You know I'm a big Catherine Hahn. Oh, yeah. she's. Did you watch uh, Mrs. Fletcher? No, but I will. I will. It was, an, it was good. So, uh, oh. Joey Lewandowski, The Godfather. Oh. I just love... So depressing, this movie. (laughs) Yes, very depressing. But just these women just, like, trying to be nice to the older ladies. Like, oh, isn't it a beautiful color? And then they have her... Then she dies on them. That's just... Oh, my God. Northwest Airlines doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so tragic. Oh, I was going to mention, Joey Lewandowski, the godfather of the podcast network, put out a poll. I don't know if you took the poll. About like favorite movies and favorite films of the year, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've hardly seen any films this year, <laughs> like in the theater." Ah, just all my time is spent on watching great older movies like The Savages. Yeah, a lot of lot of high school films. High school films, which those are the ones I've I've seen, but uh, I'm sure there was a movie like this this year. This seems almost ahead of its time, if that makes sense. Yes and no. I mean, this is just like kind of like at a time when I mean, so this is two thousand seven. Like, it just feels in the time of like Little Miss Sunshine and all those other like independent films that were true. Kind of, true, it was of, a big movie a moment for indies. Yeah, there was kind of like uh, yeah, it felt like almost like a you know the early nineties had a lot of like indies, and then like it just felt like this time kind of had like. A second coming again, or not? I shouldn't even say second because obviously independent films have existed since the beginning. But uh, I just <laughs> I love them changing. It's the hot, lot. yeah. It makes sense. I've heard Arizona as a hot place. I've uh, been twice. Technically, well, I once. think I think you've been. You and I went to Arizona once. Okay, so technically three. I mean, I've been twice. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to count that one, though. The only time I've been to Arizona is crossing the Hoover Dam, briefly. Yeah, my my <laughs> only true time was up on a road trip and going to the Grand Canyon. I've heard of that. And then, 
I connected there, but it was but it was a connection in which we walked off the plane onto the onto the tarmac. So I did experience the the Arizona heat. <laughs> Some people say like that you need to stay in a place to count it as you've been there. Yeah, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I agree with that a little bit, but like that's like saying I've never been to Connecticut. You know, I don't think I've stayed in Connecticut because I stayed in my home, which is close to Connecticut. That's true. So no, I I wouldn't. I would say that it needs to be like. I mean, if you're there for like a full day, I feel like that that counts. I mean, I wasn't supposed to stay over in Shanghai. I was supposed to just do like a three-hour walking food tour on a twelve-hour layover. But then, because of a snow delay, I stayed there overnight. But I didn't. But I would count that if you didn't. Yeah, exactly. I, I would. I would. I would still say that I visited Shanghai, but I didn't experience anything new. We literally went from the airport airport shuttle to a hotel. And didn't, you know, like, we went to a liquor store, a bunch of everyone that was delayed and bought a bunch of booze and drank together in the lobby. Because <laughs> there was nothing else around. So I really didn't experience anything more of Shanghai by staying over the night. I look think... At the, look at that cactus. Like, I don't even believe cactus, like, that exists. It's very... You know? Doesn't cacti, it almost, almost have, like, a seussical vibe to it? Yeah, cacti are very uh, interesting looking. You should check out our other podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network, Plant Talk. <laughs> Droopy flowers right there. Actually, Caragail O'Regan, you know, of Wistful Thinking. You've had her on your show. She's been on my show. Very big into the flowers. Often oh. has flower talk on her shows. So I'm curious what she would think about all these wonderful flowers, or not wonderful flowers, I don't know, that we're seeing in the savages here. Yeah. Always weird, right? Like... Well, this scene, but just like, what do you bring in this situation? Yeah, so these are the. That's like the daughter of the woman that their father was yeah. staying with. Yeah, because that's the whole. Okay, that part of the. Yeah, I believe they were even married. No, I don't think that's right. I think they were, but and that's why they think that he was going to be taken care of. But she signed something like a special prenup. I think we'll get the name uh, soon. Well, he's been like family. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. I I get it, but like, yeah. It, it sucks, but that's just the reality. In the United States, it is very expensive to care for someone. Yeah, you know? and also, not always do we have like the respect for our elders that other countries do or just in general people should so we just kind of push them off onto other people see whether okay so i don't know if they were married or not but they were a couple 20 years yeah 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 they legally speaking it was, so it's technically a common law marriage however she had signed something that said that he got none of her money oh i see and that wasn't probably because she didn't love him or something. It's just, like, for this exact reason, the burden on the family. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, obviously you and I know zero about this topic, you know? But it's something where it is uh, difficult. <laughs> Prenup without the nup. Okay. I can imagine this is very popular for older couples. Oh, I'm sure there's lawyers that specialize in just this in that Probably area. pretty lucrative in Florida and Arizona. Yeah. 
Did you see any movies while you were away for your New Year's holiday? Uh, no, this is the first movie I'm watching in the new year. Mm. I've been uh, binge-watching The Sopranos from start. Something I've never... A show that you've always kind of been a little critical of. I, I guess in some ways. I mean, I, I sh- maybe unfairly, because I never watched it from start to finish, so... Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm seeing even now how... Like, I'm enjoying it as just as if it was a show that was being made right now, but I'm also in reflection of uh, when it was made. It, it was a pretty um, pretty big deal, pretty big show. Yeah, it's something... I did the same thing a couple of years ago, and I thought it was great. The one criticism that I'll always say, and I haven't seen a defense of this... Too many attempts. Like, yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> there are three seasons where the same exact thing happens. Uh, okay. Uh, where, well, where are you in The Sopranos? Early season three. Okay, who? so who's like the big guest star who comes in? Joe Pantano. Joe, okay, Joey Pants, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Essentially, essentially, so there was that guy in the season before that, right? Yeah. I don't remember his name. The one that dates Tony's sister. Yes, then there's Joe Pants, and then there's Steve Buscemi. Who they're, no, they're not the same character, but it's like, oh, this guy showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, they kind of did that on Boardwalk Empire too, but at least like it was like the next mob boss kind of like came in in a way. Like, yeah, no, yeah, they they more clean slate. This is more like, especially I think with like Buscemi, it's like, oh, you know, they've been boys forever, and yeah, they have like a throwaway line that's an excuse, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't want to spoil too much. We'll talk about it later. Gotcha. But. <laughs> Uh, I just feel again. so. I mean, he does such a good job, Philip Bosco. I mean, it's got. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, you're an actor. You're doing your job. He's he's a very good actor. But just the fact. I mean, I don't know how old he was when um, making this film. And let me. Um. He, oh, he. Yeah, I thought so. He he passed away. Oh wow! He no two. So he passed away in 2018, just a little over a year ago in December 2018, at age 88. So at this point, he was 77 making this movie, or 76. So just the fact of, like, you know, you're acting as, you know, an older person with dementia, like what that, like, you you definitely have to reflect on your own life, too, you know, your own mortality. Um, But just looking at his... um, Wikipedia page. So he was born in Jersey City, so shout out to the city I'm currently living in. And uh, he uh, passed away in Haworth, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Local, local, local uh, guy to, to us. To where we grew up, right near where we grew up. That's, very cool, um, very I definitely, cool. I want to watch some more of his films. I, I know very, um, I don't think I know very, very much of his career. But what I've seen him in, I've, I've, I've enjoyed. He always just seemed like a very warm um person this like when he when he smeared poop on the bathroom it's that's warm poop. yeah <laughs> uh, he's in um a uh, hank's film the money pit yeah three men and a baby wow he's in a yeah, lot of the yeah he's the like. he's the detective true colors nobody's fool oh i didn't know that yeah i mean we should we should have should have <laughs> Tr- tr- trading places, working girl, 
The First Wives Club, one of your favorites. Yeah. Milk Money. Kate and uh, Leopold. Milk, Milk Money, I wonder if that's a foodie film. Kate and Leopold's one of your favorites, right? Yeah, especially because he's so proud that the Brooklyn Brooklyn Bridge is still erect. <laughs> and then, of course, Hitch. The film that really got started this podcast, Hitch. Well, yeah, really, really uh, catapulted his career. Who would... Philip Seymour Hoffman play in the film Hitch, if you had to guess. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, Kevin. The Kevin James role. Kevin James role. He would do so good at that. I hate like I was just joking. No, the physical like knowing what he does in one of my favorite movies of all time, Along Came Polly. I think he would (laughs) land the physical comedy of that. He would have elevated that movie. He would have elevated Will Smith. He would have elevated everything. Oh, I agree. I don't disagree. So. Uh, this movie is so simple. The Savages. Hitch, too. But The Savages and so complex at the same time. Like, what it's about is so simple in a sense. Like, it happens to a lot of people. You know, it may even happen to us one day. Like, we have a parent who's nearing the end of their life, and you have to seek care for them. And that's more expensive than anything. People mortgage their homes just to pay for it. It's scary and it's sad so and, crazy what what yeah and we don't think about it and you know what not to put like you know random people's parade and you know the the generation ahead of us yes the boomers but i'm not dissing them right now that's the generation with the highest population in the country and there's less of us to pay and take care take care of them so morbid shit like simple premise but like this is a story that can happen to anyone that we're watching right now yeah yeah. That's... And I'm sure it's happened to a lot of listeners out there. So it's something you can relate to. And it's not something that, I, I don't know, that's too pleasant for people to talk about all the time. And, oh, it's just, they got two titans of acting. Well, just even this scene alone, how simple it is that he's talking to, is it is it his wife or are they f- fiancé? I forget exactly. But, you know, oh, I forgot too, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but just the fact, just like the simple, like, you know, that like, her, you know, pretending that she's asleep and like it's him on the him on the toilet talking. And you get a sense here that they're only together, the savages, because they have to be. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Some siblings are best friends. Sometimes you're just like, I know this person because they're my sibling. <laughs> you know, yeah. not that you hate them, but just not the closest relationship with. <laughs> oh god, her exercising in the motel room or hotel room. Is it to the point that it's Laura Linney's movie, like so much so that you'd say Philip Seymour Hoffman's a supporting actor? Or would you put give them equal billing? Obviously, they're equally good. But that's not what I mean. I would say the movie, in a basic description, is like a brother and sister dealing. So, I'd say he's still a co lead. Yeah, that's fair. But but I mean, it's much. It still is. We do get more focus on. She's truly the anchor, though. Like, if there had to be one, it's Laura Linney. Yes. But, but the story yeah, I mean, in the synopsis, like it's 
if you're really describing it, it's a brother and sister are dealing with their father who has dementia, so. Oh, God, and they're even just, they're showing the house and she's taking his stuff. Again, just like a real human story. Yeah, I mean, I... I we we kind of had to do this when my grandmother passed away like go go to her house and cuz my aunt was still living there but it wasn't a healthy environment for her to live in um so this is a fun episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> so my mom being one of five siblings had to, you know the four of them talked to like the one sister and they were like okay you got to move out and uh and just going through like my grandmother and it's still like my grandfather stuff. My grandfather passed away in the early nineties and it was just a, just going through people's stuff knowing like, I mean, at least, I mean, her father hasn't passed away, but that's just, just seeing, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot, like (laughs) just like in different moves I've done in my life. And just, I, you know me, I have a lot of, I'll be nice and call them tchotchkes instead of just crap. Uh, and so I've just been thinking like, yeah, like trying to be more minimalist and just in the long run, just, I mean, you know, like what in the end, you know, do I like that kind of, what do I, yeah. What do I enjoy? What do I want to see on my walls? What kind of very, very like Mary Kondo or whatever her name is. Yeah. With the minimal. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Whatever that is. I forgot that show, but it was on Netflix. Oh, I thought you were naming, there's like some kind of like minimalist like norwegian decorating or something like that no no it's it was that japanese lady oh on you that think Netflix that's a real show. picture of philip Seymour hoffman when he was a baby they usually do use real pictures so. it looked it looked it looked like him so this is what i remember like Hoff, the hoffman shots of like him in the winter yeah it's just it's so good you can't replicate that too. Like that's, that's a real no, picture like... that i've seen i mean obviously it is it looks exactly like him but i've seen that on google is it CGI? Yes. They de-aged him. You're all about the de-aging. No, I'm not. The Irishman. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I don't have the time <laughs> to see that. <laughs> the fact that I can see it at home means that I haven't seen it because it's like, uh, do I want to sit like three? How long is it? Three hours? Three and a half. Do I want to sit three and a half hours like on my couch alone and truly enjoy it? You know, like quietly yeah, in the dark. I, like I it do, just it, I want, for even that reason, I'd rather go see it in the theater. I don't know. I get, I get it. I get uh, streaming. It's great. I love streaming. We get movies at our fingertips. Yeah, but I still think there are certain movies, and you know me, I'm not a big go to the theater guy unless I can go to the Alamo and have like some beer with it, but (laughs) I still think the first presentation for a lot of films, not all, I would say a minority of films, but should be in the theater, dark, quiet, focused, paying attention. 100%. I mean, it's just with three and a half hour movie, it's like, hopefully you get to be, I mean, you know, if it's in one of the theaters that have crazy lazy boys, that'll be comfy. But after a while, like any seat will get like hard, you know, if it's like a regular theater. I mean, yeah, we did that uh, Rocky Marathon oh, at the Alamo Draft just, yeah, House. Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was, it was horrible. 
I mean, I yeah, I, I don't regret it. But there's a reason that I haven't seen it come up again as like the new Creeds came out. If they made a third Creed, would you do it? No. I think I might. Because it, it was fun to say I did. I'll watch all three Creed movies in a row. That's what I'll do. I don't know. I, I would do it. it. It was fun. We got an ornament out of it. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> I, I might have asked this to you before, but... Okay, well, first of all, how long do you think a marathon officially qualifies as? Like, when they do, like, Arnold marathons, how many movies? Like, f- four, six? Uh, I think minimum f- four. Yeah. We'll say five, because that's a nice... I know it's not an even number, but a nice round number. Like, people say top five, so... If I say there's a Hoffman marathon happening at our local theater, what do you want playing? And remember, it's a Hoffman marathon, not just his best movies. We want to see him a lot in mo- these movies, you know? Like, Almost Famous, I love... I don't know if I'm picking that because it's not really highlighting him. Maybe, maybe. I'd say this would be in there. Okay. Um, oh, got it. But but before continuing with that, I, I saw like someone having to go through this whole process on the flight that I was on. Welcome to Florida. Oh, God. It's just... Just even the way they position... I mean, his arms are positioned. It's like he's in a straight jacket. It's just so demeaning. Could you see yourself retiring to Florida? I enjoyed Marco Island. It was the first time I was there. I mean, there's other parts of Florida, but since I was just there, I'll I'll, I'll draw from there. Um, I don't know. Maybe by then I'll just be that tired that I don't want to be doing as much. Uh, maybe I'll just want to like be cooking at home versus going. I I think I would still get. I think I would get stir crazy slash. There isn't like enough like eating options to like going out yes i mean i agree with you but on the other hand i think our generation is so different that the let's take marco island for example or this arizona community will be different as well you know i think there'll be more eating options because our generation likes to eat out more rather than generation previous like to cook so who knows what these places will even look like oh Uh, sorry this plane thing gives me such anxiety because, like, anyone on a plane, I don't care if you like flying, and I do, it is an anxiety-ridden time because not like, you know, it's high anxiety for everyone, but imagine having to care for someone like this. And I'm not, like, demeaning him, but it must be so difficult. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, even, I mean, people, you know, senior citizens that were on the plane that seemed to be, like, in good health and or whatever, but just, like, you know, it was a two to you know two and a half hour flight and just i think after sitting for a while and just your knees being bent that way just like seeing people i think i was in row 20 something oh they're standing there with a diaper oh my god so bad but like seeing them trying to like you know get up like it took a while from like row 20 and i'm not someone that like you know i'm not like standing up right away i'm not like i gotta get out unless i have like a connecting flight so i'm just sitting there but just like it took a while just because you know traveling especially for senior citizens but i mean just in general and like stores and stairs and like you know wheelchair ramps like you know it's not the world isn't a a handicap friend friendly place but seeing people trying to like stand up out of their seats and then take the you know their heavy luggage especially if they're flying down for a long time take that out of the overhead like it took a while the look on Hoffman's face here. Yeah. Just like it's just like utter. Con- 
Yeah, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say a complex disdain, you know? Yes. Like, he hates the situation he's in. But it's obviously so complex. He knows why he has to be there. Yeah, exactly. He's already his his life isn't in the place where he wants it to be. And then this is just, you know, the icing on the cake as far as adding more disdain and everything to it. Have you ever been up to Buffalo? Buffalo? I mean, technically, no. I mean, I've been to Niagara Falls and stuff. Okay. I've never been. Close. You never been to Niagara Falls either? Neither. I've never been anywhere. Uh, I mean, I know Niagara is on the New York and Canada side, but I've never been to Canada. You know what city really? I mean, sorry, I should say this. You know what movie really like made me want to go to Buffalo? Canadian Bacon. No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Bruce Almighty. Oh. <laughs> it takes place in Buffalo, and it makes Buffalo like downtown seem so cool. Yeah, but who knows if it's like that? I mean, this place looks like a straight up hospital. Uh, There's so many, again, care options. And when I say options, I don't mean like, oh, I could pick this or this. It's pretty much what can you afford. Yes, exactly. And this is kind of the, I think, pretty bottom of the barrel as far as when you can afford something. Oh, what a sweet old man. (laughs) I like his room or like half room. Ugh. This movie's getting me so depressed. Like, I, I don't want to get older and be useless to people. I know. Like, I, I hate being so blunt about it. But that's what how the movie's presenting it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and I just... Okay, maybe this isn't technically the first. I've watched a documentary last night. I watched the um, Mel Brooks one on HBO. And it was okay. I was hoping it was going to be better, but I mean, nonetheless, it had Mel Brooks in it, and he's and he's funny. Um, you know, he's ninety four now, I think, and still just like so sharp and just. I mean, from seeing him driving in it to walking on the street, uh, just like you know, shopping in Whole Foods, like got it all together, and just incredibly. I mean, the man's done so much. And, uh, but then, you know, obviously some people aren't as fortunate when they start aging. It's just a scary thing, especially in this it's case with, with dementia, you know, just in general, yeah. f- physically, I mean, dementia has got to be scary, but almost like in a way, like if you don't know what's going on, you know, it's horrible for every, I mean, it's horrible in general, but it's, I, I, not trying to sound sensitive. I guess it's more horrible for than like in this case, like the two of them, but like if you're if you're just physically like going, that's just gotta feel like you just gotta feel so just, you know, helpless, like, you know, in that in that sense. Yeah, I mean it's tough. And again, dementia is not like a normal part of the aging process. It's no. just a disease that yeah. unfortunately happens. Hopefully it'll be cured one day, but it's something that uh awful. I mean, there's no great ways to go, but and who knows? Was not who knows? Like when I watch things like this this is the most motivating factor. And I guess maybe if I have kids one day, but like just to get in shape and not necessarily to stave off dementia, but like 
just so I'm like, I can't, my knees aren't broken by the time I'm this old and I, I could walk and I'm physically fit enough and my, you know, keep the brain working too. And just, yeah, be, because if, if, oh, this is such a sad episode we're talking about, but like, I don't want to be a burden on my family that I don't even have, you know, yeah. or feel like that. I'm sure yeah. that, uh, the character here didn't want to be this. No, but also, I mean, this is also, as we learn, it wasn't like a, on top of that, it wasn't even a great relationship. I mean. No, but like no one like wants a bad relationship with someone. It's just people don't know how to like repair it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they do such a great job with um, the unit bomber, <laughs> the, the costumes and the set decorating in this movie. It's very, right. just very. Um, it, you know what? And I th- did. Was this? Yes, this was one that we studied. And I might have said it in the mid month that um, when I was in college, we studied this in my screenwriting class because you can clearly tell like all of this is on the page. It's a very well written screenplay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's very I well written agree. in in the you know. I mean, obviously, it's it is it's very good dialogue, and we're learning so much from that. But just like it, it was, must have been so helpful to. I mean, well, so I think so. It was written by this. You know, I said her name before, Tamara Jenkins. So I mean, obviously, it helped her. She knew exactly what she was going for as a director then because she wrote it but then like helped out the cinematography helped out and then clearly helps the actors as well like you know you have two veteran fantastic actors like these two and they walk onto the set and they're like oh i get it okay here we go and and in that sense that's why i mean i completely agree with you but that's why screenplays are not like a true art form you can judge because i know exactly what you mean but who knows what the actual physical screenplay said if she knew she was directing it maybe she was less specific i think when people talk about the writing and the screenplay they're not necessarily talking about the physical words on the page but they're talking about the clearness in message and direction and how something should be and and that really comes across here yeah like i mean for for instance when it like says like you know interior john's apartment i'm sure it must have said like littered with books you know, like some, I would, I would just, yeah, and, was... but like, okay. So if she was making this screenplay, for example, for to be sold or someone else, it might be a paragraph of exactly how those books look, you know, sure. or it might be nothing de- depending on, it doesn't make the screenplay better or worse, but it's like, I don't know. Film is such a collaborative art that sometimes when someone has this direct control and they, as you said, know exactly what you they want it comes across so awesome and this is certainly an example of when that is great yes sometimes yeah sometimes i could see also depends on what kind of director you are maybe if someone was a writer director lack of a better word maybe they would be a little lazy with the screenplay because they already know what it's going to be in their head and how they're going to direct it and they'll just communicate that to their actors in person Mm-hmm. Or maybe they will include that in if if they're not someone like Woody Allen doesn't give a lot of direction. He's like, I chose 
my actor, so I trust you. So, like, he leaves it on the page for them. And just, and just trust their instincts. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to do it. And and you talk about, like, uh, what you were saying with set direction and wardrobe. Like, this movie, great wardrobe. But it's never going to win an award for wardrobe because what wins are, like, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, when like, something is, when all stuff is, like, made from scratch. Like, period pieces or epics. And, like, no, this is just, it's brilliant that, that like that top that they're giving her because it's like it's colorful but yet it's like kind of like bland and like just looks i don't know i don't know it just ha- it just no, it, but- it just says, it just says midlife to me absolutely like it, it seems like something that this character we're learning about would wear and uh, it's just awesome um there's an actor and i can't remember who it was who is like i don't need awards i don't want awards because i could do the best at acting at something but it might not be a role that's attractive to give awards to like best actor is so subjective biopic characters win like the most you know yeah because people know exactly what that person should look like but i mean let's take phil for example philip simmer hoffman if we had no conception at all, Capote's not a great example because, I mean, we're not too familiar with it, but he's very distinct. But if we had no conception at all of, like, who Capote was, like, do we think the performance is as good? I don't know, you know? Because we're basing it off something that we kind of know, and if it hits the nail on the head. I guess, like, R- Rami Malik is, is a better example because that's something you and I both know and love uh, and Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. We both think he did a great job, despite what we might think about the film. But us thinking he did a great job is not necessarily based on his acting. It's based on, like... The accuracy. Yeah, the accuracy. And... The mannerisms, the... the, Yeah. Yeah. And yes, that's acting, but it's also... One could argue, not necessarily me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But he's good because it didn't feel like a mimic, but... One could argue, and again, I'm not Lee Strasberg, and neither are you, but one could argue that isn't it more work to have, like, a character that's not from a book or not real that you have to, like, originate and then act the hell out for people like, oh, my God, that was a great performance. And that rarely happens, and they rarely win. And, again, I don't know these characters, and I don't remember if it's from a book or not. I couldn't, like, find that definitively or if she just wrote the screenplay, but they just feel so real and so fleshed out despite the little we know about them that I know they didn't win Academy Awards for this but like these are the things that I wish were nominated more yeah I could I I couldn't agree more I mean you know how I feel about I mean the master and his performance and that and while you know I mean you know some say that it's a movie that's you know about Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard like he you know, clearly, you know, like between P.T. Anderson and Philip Seymour Hoffman, they created this colorful character that he just did such a fantastic job with. And I would argue is the best uh, performance of his career. I would, you know, I would say this or uh, Synecdoche probably. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he's fantastic in this too, but then you just, you have to go sometimes and you just see like what, characters maybe did he really like push it to the limit you know 
but also what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what, what, you know, like, is it because the character is bigger than, you know, like this character that's much more subtle, you know, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. In the end, it's just all so subjective. It really is. I mean, in that, in the year that he was nominated and won for Capote, you know, we've said it before, it's, it was Joaquin Phoenix for, you had other people playing real life people. You had Walk the Line, you had Good Night, uh, Good Luck. <laughs> Sorry, this moment. This is a foodie scene I'll cover. Will you really cover this? No. No, I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> we actually, uh, Joey and I were talking about that on air recently. Um, your foodie scenes and just famously, there's so many of them that you can't really use. Not, this one you could because it's so loud and, and but theoretically, if you wanted to, but obviously you wouldn't. Uh, but there's so many of them are visual. Yes, you know this is a, this yeah. is an audio podcast. Uh, famously, you did the Saturday Night Fever one. Which is a great foodie scene. Yeah. But it's just like him with the pizza. Oh, good, good, good. We get to meet this lady. Uh. I like this because it's like it's entering another person into this dynamic here. Oh, Krakow. Krakow, Poland. Have you been to Poland? I have not. You haven't either, correct? No, I have not been to Poland. I'd like to go one day. I would. I would. You'd love to go to Warsaw and Krakow. Zach Bressler, who uh, was on Boogie Nights episode for PSL of Hoffman, his wife is from uh, Poland, kind of like, I think, an hour away from Krakow. Hmm. And I always see awesome pictures and hear great stories. Another uh, foodie scene right here, Kyle. That's what we're watching today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he starts. Oh, God. Oh, could you just imagine? Life is hard. Oh, life is so hard. And then have to snap back into reality. Oh, uh, look at them. Just like the little, like, he has so many moments like that. And that's definitely like a character, like... In the diner before, like in the beginning of it, they're putting they're giving the hearing aid to their father, mm-hmm. and she is starting to reach across the table, and he goes like kind of like moves her arm. He's like, "No, he's got it." But like in this situation with her, you know, he puts his hand down. They're both holding the suitcase, and then he finally, lack of a better word, wins and gets to be the quote unquote gentleman and bring it to the trunk. Make it rain. <laughs> Actually, looks pretty good here. Yeah. They're so believable as brother and sister. They really are. Oh. Yeah, like this. This is around this time. Is just like definitely like the look. I tend to think about. Yeah, think of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree. Is this right? Is this around the time of John Adams? 
Um, I know it's a big. It's a John Adams. What did we when we graduated? Oh nine. What what year you say this was? Two thousand seven. Let me check. Are you I having think... a heart attack? <laughs> I don't know if I ever knew, you know, because just watching it now with the subtitles on, I knew his name was John, but the fact that it's Jonathan, it's just like little things that. Good to know. Uh, that's some. This is now. I mean, not that this is a real thing that he experienced, but this is something he and I can bond over. The the head traction. I had to do this. Why'd you have to do that? I sprained what Christopher Reeves broke when I was nine years old. This is exactly what I had to do all summer long when I was nine years old. Gotcha. So, it was, uh, John Adams was 08, so yeah, pretty much around the same time. And you know what's great about this scene? It's already, you know, while they're not young, they're not old, but it's just showing ailments, and it just kind of like, not. it's not even that it's hinting, but it's just showing their relationship, and at this moment, like, her having to, like, help take care of him, and yet they're still young, you know? It's just, like, a brilliant thing to show, that it's not even just, you know, our older uh, family members that we're helping out. Yeah. One of the themes, of course, family, and also just like <laughs> there's, there's like such general themes like family and life, being there, togetherness. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's true, and like, but it's the fragility of like hu- uh, life, you know, like of being human. Hmm. So, do you remember? Because obviously, we've been talking a lot. Like, what the whole um, like play angle is here. Like, she's submitting something, right? Or, like, a book? Yeah. I, I, I don't, to, to be honest. I guess we'll find out. Because he's an author, and this is her, like, first attempt, right? Yes. And then doesn't, <laughs> but, and doesn't, but doesn't she end up getting something and he's jealous? I believe that, yeah, I believe that's, like, a big crux of the like film. He gets a, she gets a grant? Or something. He might have even applied for the same grant. Well, let's watch and find out. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that's it. A lot of food uh, moments in this film. And they're talking about Thanksgiving right now as well. You know, family, food, I think it just goes hand in hand. Again, sometimes it's great to just let two great actors act. Yeah, go yeah, go toe to toe, tit for tat. I mean, we've been comparing a lot of Hoffman films, but Laura Linney, um, in Congo, <laughs> Love Act, yes, no, but Love Actually, um, has you know a brother who she has to take care of. Oh yeah, and she just wants some good Italian loving in that movie. Is that guy? Yeah, he's Italian, right? He's either French or Italian, because I know he's, he's plays, he plays French in, um, oh God, what's that movie with Richard Gere and um, Diane Lane? 
Richard Gere and Diane Lane. Oh, I think oh. it's the same guy, or is that a different guy? Am I just? It might be stereotyping <laughs> attractive Europeans right now. I have to, I'll have to look that up. So, I mean, unfa- unfaithful, right? I think so. Yeah. Unfaithful. Yeah, and I know that's the guy that's also in SWAT. It's definitely the same guy from Unfaithful. So let me look it up. Oliver Martinez is that guy's name, and he's an Unfaithful SWAT. No, I don't think this is the same guy from Love Actually. <laughs> what was that guy from Love Actually in? And this is gonna be hard to find him in Love Actually because there's just so many people. Uh, my one of my favorites, Emma Thompson in Love Actually. Her and Laura Linney, like you know, they're just like right up there. Oh, did you see that thing recently? How Kira Knightley and um, Liam Neeson's stepson in that movie, the you know, the one that was on Game of Thrones, how they're only yeah. how they're only five years apart. <laughs> what? And you think of him in that movie, and she's getting married to like Shuatel and being, uh, uh, you know, Andrew Lincoln being all in love with her and everything. Wow. And just like yeah, her story, and then yeah, Thomas Brody, whatever that kid. He was. He, they're like five years apart. It just highlights, though, that that happens a lot. You know, older men, younger women. It's like more acceptable and on film for sure. Yeah. Oh, and uh, okay, so the, yeah, Rodrigo Santoro is—he's—he's uh, <laughs> he's Brazilian. The burning question everyone wanted to know. Yeah, he's Xerxes in Three Hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. See, fun facts, fun facts. We're here. We're learning. He's in Westworld. Yeah, that's what the new thing that he was in that I was thinking of. Uh, the neck brace been there <laughs> uh, like these are the shots I'll always remember from this film too him in the cold and like him with the neck brace yeah and just like a great great angles you know and I like how the camera moves with him you're a man of angles I am but yeah like you said like this is the perfect example I mean all of them, even the, the father, like they had the black puffy jacket, but like you said, you know, you, you know, that's just a jacket that we've seen plenty of people wearing, but so you're not going to win like costume design for it, but it's like, there almost should be like a sub, you know, costume design for like those that literally costumes are, you know, made. And then, and then just like and then like, dressing, yeah, dressing, yeah, costume, yeah, exactly, like character dressing or something like that. Have you seen this movie, um, Laura Linney in twenty seventeen, The Dinner? It has, I mean, it's I guess a food movie. I don't know, but it has Richard Gere, Steve Coogan, Laura Linney. Oh, I've I've got that written down as a movie to cover. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, so... There's a lot of, uh, like, food movies that, like, I'll write down that, you know... There's not, like, there's a lot that come out every um, year, but but I I think I'm, like, kind of choosing to, like, the first time I'll watch them, I'll watch them for the the episode when I do it. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. 
I just love they're both high right now on those painkillers. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, he's in. He's in. That's so weird. Yeah, he's like in her apartment, checking on the cat and like smelling her clothes. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you see Sully? She's in Sully. Is she, does she play Sully's wife? Lorraine Sullenberg, I assume. <laughs> you know, she wasn't as active last decade as I thought she was. The the uh, 2000s was certainly her decade. Yeah. That's interesting. wonder why. Just be more selective, or maybe she was... I don't know if she has kids. Maybe she's just around, you know, around more. Well, wise. well, um, she's in that show Ozark, so I guess maybe that takes up a lot of her time. Oh yeah, with uh, with uh, Jason Jason Bateman. Yeah. Bad, also, Bateman. I mean, she is the host of Masterpiece Theater. Um, you know, it's that they like it's on like public television, but. Mm. Famously, they do Downton Abbey and all the shows like that. Like, growing up, it was some old, stuffy British guy, I think. But now it's like, I'm Laura Linney, and welcome to Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> I'm on the IMDb page right now. It was um, so it was nominated for two Oscars. Best Performance by an Actress, so Laura Linney, and uh, Best Original Screenplay, so there you go. So not adapted, original. Well deserved. I wonder what won that year. I'm going to have to look up. Well deserved. So Laura Linney's father was the famous play playwright Romulus Linney. Oh, I know Romulus. <laughs> what a name. Romulus Linney. Perhaps she comes from a really long line of like famous American playwrights. That's cool. That doesn't so, surprise me. So it's kind of like funny that her character then is like you know a newbie writer. I love the, the cookies beforehand. <laughs> Food scene. This scene I always like. This shot right here. Yeah. They use a lot in promotion, but this scene I always remember. Just putting the happy Milano's back on the table. <laughs> I think we've been there. Oh, definitely. You know, Every, think... Everyone's been in like that awkward, like food, <laughs> at least food too soon moment. Like you can relate to that. Yeah. Especially you being the grazer that you are at parties and so on and so forth. I do it's, like a good snack. It's it's a, it's a time old question. Like who who's gonna who's gonna start first? Like it's out. Why not? Oh, I don't. I don't. That doesn't stop me. Like, I wouldn't have felt guilty about that moment. <laughs> this is so nice, you know? I mean, right now. What, him? Just, like, being able to... Like, m memories, you know? But then, of course, it escalates, but... Yeah. 
Uh, so we're getting some hints towards his childhood. Alright, so yeah, this is the same year as The Devil, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Sidney Lumet's last film that obviously starred Phillips and Hoffman. Yeah. Two different movies, but... Um, Very different. But at the same time, they are dealing with family. You know? True. Is this a jazz singer they're watching? I don't know. You're like the uh, film guy. Well, it's like Al Jolson doing blackface, right? <laughs> I mean, that's all I know. Oh, that's yeah, so oh, There we go. <laughs> so awkward. Of course, Neil Diamond remade it. It was terrible. And Kyle, I know what you're thinking. He didn't also do blackface in that film, Neil Diamond. Of course not. Yes, he did. Are you serious? <laughs> I wish I was kidding. How is he still, like... It was part of the film. Uh, look, I'll show you the picture now. Give me, give me a second while I pull it up. <laughs> I'm going to find one. Here we go. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. That's not right. No, oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> Do you take anything to boost brain function? Uh, I don't. I don't believe so. I probably should. I don't know if it works. I don't know. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Isn't like fish oil good for? Burn? I believe so. That's what I've been told. Not a big vitamin guy. No, I've been told I need to take. I should take more vitamin D. I don't on a normal who, basis. Who told you you needed more D? A doctor. Prescribed. Oh, it's character actress Margot Martindale. Yes, one of Jenny O'Connell's favorite actors. <laughs> She's been in another Hoffman film, right, or no? Um, let me look that up. I don't remember them, them interacting off the top of my head, but that doesn't mean uh, that she's not. Margot Martindale. Do you not spell her name like the normal you spell Margot? It's just M-A-R-G-O. Uh, Not the French way. I'll look it up, too. She's in Dewey... She's in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. She She's in The Americans, which is a great show. Hmm. I'll find it. Oh, she's oh yes. Okay. Oh, you, you found it. No, I was going to say another film that we that we I think we both enjoyed, but what? Not with films. Win win. Ah. 
No, uh, she's in Nobody's Fool. Oh, Nobody's Fool, yeah. So we've got three actors on screen right now that were also Nobody's Fool. Yep, Philip Bosco as Judge Flat, and Margot Martindale as someone else in the film. I I think she works the bar. Oh, yeah, didn't we have Jenny on for that movie? Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, that would have been brought up how she loves Marco Mardell. I wouldn't know that for any other reason. Birdie is her character's name in that. That's, of course, the film Philip Seymour Hoffman gets punched in the face by Paul Newman. Uh, yes, yes. The- Sorry, this is just so intense and just like sad, these moments. Who do you, in this situation, I wouldn't say like in general in life, but like who are you more like understanding of? I see Philip Seymour Hoffman's point, but it's also not my father, you know. I don't know how I would feel in that situation. It's hard to say. Yeah. Oh, this is one of those scenes. Yeah, yeah. For good and bad, like it, it's it's intense, but it's also like this is fucking acting. Yeah, yeah. and the, uh, and while he, I mean he's just great in in every kind of scene. Like when he raises his voice like that, I don't know. There's just something. It's it transports you. Yeah, because I think when he does it, he does it like with his whole body. If that makes sense. His whole, his whole, just his whole everything. Like I think he just puts everything into that moment, and that's not, yeah, me, and that's yeah. not me questioning the other scenes that he's in. But it's just like I think it just literally takes everything he's got in him, and it's just so good. There are a lot of awesome. Like next uh, mid month, by the way, which. Thank you again. I don't know if we mentioned this, but thank you again for waiting a couple days for this as we've changed the schedule this year. Yes, that's at, true. As they're not dropping on the first of the month, but the first Monday of the month. Yeah, so, so this month you know, it's, a little, it's a little later than obviously the first day. So our mid-month episode, which again, we, where we don't cover a movie, we cover uh, you know some Hoffman news. We just talk all things Philip Seymour Hoffman. And we announce the winner of... Uh, our next rewatch, but that'll that won't be on the fifteenth this month. That'll be on the twentieth. Ah, okay. That's... Martin Luther King Day. Uh, <laughs> so on the twentieth, there are going to be a lot of things to, that we have to talk about because I know you've shared some things. I've shared some things. There are a lot of Hoffman news, and with Oscar season coming up, this is the time we get our most most like Hoffman stuff. You know. Definitely. I mean, it's yeah, it's just that time of year when I think people are reflecting on actors' careers, and when when you're doing that, there's just no way you can't bring up the big guy and everything he contributed to it, and just makes me feel good that we're you know that we're enjoying you know talking about his movies and just trying. The, the best that we can, you know, you you and I, Brian, in, you know, uh, I don't know, having a bit of a voice in it all, I'd say. 
Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That was the lava lamp on. <laughs> Did you ever have a lava lamp? Uh, not a real one. Because when we were kids, they they sold a couple like knockoffs that were similar, not like a true lava lamp. Yeah, they're very hot. They are. I I had one. I was I like I specifically wanted one, and it was gifted to me. But I was, I like I I never like I just remember being disappointed upon opening it because instead of the traditional like shape of you know what would that be? I don't know. Whatever you know, ang- angle to angle, you know, wider than getting. What I'm, I guess I'm trying to say is the one that that looked like, uh, and I got one that was like just a cone, and at the bottom it had like stars and moons. It looked like a like a wizard's hat. Oh, <laughs> and I was just very, I was always very like disappointed that that's the one I had. <laughs> but I want to be mean and be like, this isn't the one I wanted. I wanted a traditional looking one because I got it when I was like nine or ten. Oh, so he goes to visit her. And bring the cat. Yeah, it brings Genghis. Huh. Just even the, you know, just even like, I'm forgetting, or maybe I'm just, you know, in this viewing, thinking about it more, that they both have like, even pets that they have to take care of. Like, everyone in this movie is just like, dealing with something that's like a bit, broken you know yeah I forgot did they jump did they jump to springtime did they just like did they say anything oh there's still some snow it just looked more like springtime in the background it's a winter like we've been getting in the northeast you know not as cold as yeah just yeah when they were on like the level of the car looking through the window it looked like more like like those plants I wonder if they did it and they just put snow in the background, right? Doesn't it look like those bushes shouldn't be? Yeah, that's possible. I yeah. think, you know, maybe... You know how movies are. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take me out of it, though. It's just that we're watching and we have to talk. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> Is that my ficus? <laughs> and just even the cars that they're driving in this movie. I mean, it just is a... It's a, it's a, it's a real movie. Like you were saying with the actor himself before, but just even the car, you know, it's not glamorous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to put this movie in just in general, not glamorous. And just even the fact of like, I mean, nothing against Niagara Falls and I haven't even been there, but it has a bit of like a, a stigma to it, you know, like it was, it just seems like a place where like the previous generation went on, honeymoons and like as an exotic place oh for sure for sure not even the previous generation i even say the generation before that you know yes yeah <laughs> like before people can get on planes and go places in the northeast they went to niagara falls definitely oh the days in you're a big days in guy i don't know if i ever stayed in the days in i think they're called days hotel now which Ruins the pun, and I know you like puns. Not, not enough for motels, though, or hotels, or whatever they are. <laughs> Larry. 
she's even living in such a theatrical writing. Or did he say that line yet? Doesn't he? Doesn't doesn't John say to Wendy like we're not living in a um, a Sam Shepard play or something like that? Oh yeah, did we miss that? I don't know if we missed that yet. But like you know, it's just they're just so. Um, not that people aren't in real life too, but just the fact that they're both writers. I mean, maybe they're just naturally over dramatic. And not that she's. I shouldn't even say over dramatic. I don't know. I'm just. I know I'm what in, you mean, but it's hard to bit, articulate. I'm enjoying every bit of this. Is what like in the end, also what I'm saying. It's just so brilliant. I need to look, now. I need to look up what other movies were the year of. Uh, that it, that it was yeah you know, that it didn't win but it was nominated. How does this compare to Mary and Max? So both movies are dark. I mean, I think it also kind of comes down to I'm just not a big uh, claymation stop motion kind of guy. Um, that's still more depressing though. At least I don't know. I can I I wasn't really relating with any of the characters in Mary and Max. It's just a bit more odd. Like, if it needs to be depressing, I almost, like, need it to be more of, like, a real kind of experience like this. Like, real, raw. And yeah, I, no, I mean, you do lose some realness with animation. Maybe not everyone agrees, but... No, just me, yeah, me and my taste. Have you ever had a ficus? No. No, I haven't. I've only had a... I don't know what kind of plant I have right now. But still alive after almost two years, so I'm pretty happy. Back to more plant talk with Kyle and Brian. <laughs> Did you grow up with a lot of plants, like no, in-home plants? Not, no, not not a plant family. Not a plant family. <laughs> you know, like not ones that are meant to like. No, yeah, not plants. Like not ones that are meant to last. Oh, was it? Did fucking Diablo Cody win? Hey, that's a high school movie. I don't know if it's that one though. Was it that year? It probably was. Probably the same year. Probably. That sounds about right. Wait, let me see. Am I looking up the right year? I think you're right. Maybe it's a year before. Because it's usually because this is a 2007 movie, but wouldn't that be the 2008 awards? I don't know. I'm going to look at it right now. Oh, then I think it is the same year. Okay. Wait. No. Wait. Oh, is this adapted? Oh, I forgot. I forgot they're like, uh... See, while you're looking that up, it is interesting, right? Like, it's something that we were talking about. They have best original screenplay and best adapted screenplay. But they don't have, like, best actor based on an adaptation of something or best original creation, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I mean, don't get me started. I mean, the fact that the Academy wants to get rid of, like, m- combine both sound categories of sound editing and sound mixing. 
But I mean, at least they did already have those two things. So it's just kind of weird how they have, you know, they recognize some things as like need needing to be split up into, you know, not just labeling it sound, not just labeling it. You know, it's not like there is just an acting award. There is a male and female, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. And by the way, it was Juno at Diablo Cody, which won. And I'd argue it won because it was more different and groundbreaking at the time. And But the category is, right, it's not most groundbreaking screenplay. Yeah. Not most different screenplay. So you had Juno, uh, Lars and the Real Girl, Michael Clayton, Ratatouille, and The Savages. I've seen all of those except for Michael Clayton. You haven't seen Michael Clayton? No. I don't think so. Which one was that again? I know it's George Clooney, but... I'll put it this way. I feel like Michael Clayton is a movie that Philip Seymour Hoffman could have been in. Sounds about right. Well, isn't... When when was... When's, um... Oh, God, what movie am I trying to say right now? Uh, when's Eyes of March? What year was that? Oh, I don't know. Like a year... I know we two years after. already, but... Yeah, I think it's... Let's see. 2011 okay so it's still four years from or four <laughs> never mind Michael Clayton yeah because around this wasn't it also to George Clooney he won for Syriana around this time hmm I forget Tilda Swinton won for Michael Clayton Wait, so what's a law firm brings in its fixer to remedy the situation after a lawyer has a breakdown while representing a chemical company that he knows is guilty in a multi-billion dollar class action suit? Very George Clooney. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's so, like, he was on, like, not that he isn't now, but he was just, like, at that time, like, on, like, a like between that and Syriana, good night, good luck, he was just, like, on a mission. I think, like, the political climate today, like, it's just too much. You know who replaced him in that category and who's very much like that now? Mark Ruffalo. Who? Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Sorry. He's, uh, he's got that movie that came out that was at the, uh, Blackwater or Dark Waters. Dark Waters. Yeah. And, like, he was in, like, Spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Like, they kind of, like... Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm curious who was nominated for Best Costumes. I'm going to look it up. Because these aren't really costumes. (laughs) Tater tots. (laughs) It's just a. I love the dynamics that they have with all like the like. There's a lot of like these like little characters, you know, in the movie. You know, what I'm saying like, from the family in the beginning, you know, that aren't his real family. Then all these caretakers, obviously, her Larry and. Uh, 
and uh, I'm forgetting his Polish girlfriend's name. I forgot they have this huge, like, conversation here. Yeah, and it's just kind of interesting that it's like, that this character, that we don't necessarily know his motivations, but that he's asking her about her work, you know, which is probably in the end of the day all she wants. Absolutely, absolutely. Versus Larry, who just wants, you know, it seems for the most part something sexual from her, not something real, because he's staying with his wife. And uh, her brother just having his own set of problems and her father just not being there. So it's this guy that's actually asking her about something that's important to her. That's, uh, That's weird. If that's like a... Thought before, what? What did I watch? You know, when when they saw when they say it's like, is, what was the cat's name? Winston Kingston. And they're like, oh, that's Kingston. He's the mayor. In the in the nursing, sorry in the in the yeah. in the nursing home, and it's like, oh, that's Kingston. He's the mayor. Uh, there's a movie that like has what? What was I just watching recently? And it's like, oh, the animal goes in there, and like when you know the animal goes in there, that like the person's gonna be dying, like they're there to comfort them. Oh, really? You had a nice moment. She looks just at, so she just looks at his feet. This film's so heavy, but not in a heavy that it's too much kind of way, you know. Yeah. It's just. It's definitely one of the more real films that I can think of. And just it just documents almost like those experiences so well. I, I'm not. I know nothing about lighting and film. I know zero about it. But like, there's something about the way this film is lit. It feels very natural, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, especially in like the. Um, uh, did they lock him in the car? Wait, no, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, just as far as even, like, the colors, like, right now it is, like, well, I mean, normally any, anyone wouldn't do this, but, like, since they're dealing with a lot of daylight there, it's softer, cooler colors, and then specifically, like, it came across in my mind when they first entered his apartment when we were talking about the, the books all over the place, um, very yellow, which is, you know, just because that's what tungsten light bulbs give off, the yellow, the warms, but it just seems like they really embraced the lighting the natural lighting of uh at least what rooms look like in real life versus stylizing them like they just kept it with that theme which is which is good for a movie that's pretty realistic you know you want to do that you know that's why Wes Anderson movies are they're so they're quirky and they're different. They're not necessarily, you know, they're not, they, they seem like their own little different world and just through the characters and the dialogue. And then you take that and you create costumes and color palettes. And that's what they do for those. Yeah. Despite like this cover being like a Wes Anderson movie, my God, it is so different than a Wes Anderson movie. You, you know, know the cover almost looks like, it looks like a sad card. A what? Sorry. Sad card. You know, like almost like a holiday card. Oh, like a greeting card. I was yeah. like, wait, I think you like a baseball oh, he, card. He, like so he turns down the hearing aid. He's just done with it. Ugh. But yeah, no, like a, like a holiday card, a greeting card. It just like. Yeah. It just kind of lo- looks like that in a way. And it's just even, I mean, the fact that, you know, because the Savages, so I mean, their their last name is Savage, right? Uh, it's just interesting, like, that even, you know, to keep that as, you know, to make that the title. It almost reminds me of the movie we saw together in Palisades Mother's well, a funny story that we won't have to get into that goes along with it, but that movie um, Carnage, the Roman Polanski, that's a play, right? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. It feels like it. it that one, we saw that movie in the theater. Yeah, at Palisades Mall, yeah. Um, um, I mean, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. John C. Riley, Jodie Foster, Christoph Waltz, Kate Winslet. Um, but just the movie's called Carnage, but obviously it's not like there's anything carnage-wise that really happens in it. Obviously, the sons get into, like, an altercation at school, but it's not... You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it just has, like, this is the savages. And yes, while it's also their name, but the word savage, it's it, it's just interesting to keep something like that or to make something like that, to name it that. But it's not like it's physical per se. But, you know, I wonder what. Oh, of course. I mean, everything's intentional in these things. Yeah, no, it's inten- Yeah, I'm just curious what the director and writer, you know, what, what she was going for with that, you know, what she's reflecting upon by naming them that and making that the title. Like how we're treating, how they treat one another, how they're treating their father, just life getting old. Sorry, just this performance right here. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, and at this point he knows about her play situation and, (laughs) 
yeah, it's about the dad, but like he has such feelings toward uh, Hoffman. I mean, has such feelings towards her. He doesn't hate her. It's just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. There's like a jealousy. Yeah, it just makes himself reflect, right? That's why. That's what I think. Yeah, he definitely like a lot of feeling sorry for himself. Which is just a character that he's played several times and is just very, very good at. What's the one word we say most often in his performance? See, the toes, the toes are curling and the cat oh. is there. So I don't think it was his film. I don't think anyone said that out loud. But maybe that's just something that's like, is that some? Is that like a superstitious thing in cultures? That maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat guy like you. <laughs> Neither am I. Team dog or team lizard? What would you say you are? Oh, I'm sorry. Team dog, 100%. <coughs> Excuse my cough. Just even that level of, like, you know, where she's living in this on this anxiety of like is that dad <sighs> oh and then this is I mean this is something that again not to make a cat talk but that is the next <laughs> It's called the cat, cat chat. Cat chat. The catwalk. Um, but cat, cats, like they're known for like right when they're ready to die, like don't they kind of like hide themselves? I literally know zero about cats. Okay, I thought that's a thing. Ah. Uh. Uh. This guy, again, like, he comes out of nowhere to become a really important character, dialogue-wise. Yeah, I mean... It's, like, <laughs> I'm almost to the point... That, oh, here we go. Like, almost to the point where I would say, like, he is, like, fourth billing. Mm-hmm. He has more lines than the wife... Uh, I think I was gonna say we've all been there, but obviously not this exact situation. But like, in terms of, it's such a relatable thing that like you have so many human emotions that your signals get crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just and yeah, exactly. And just vulnerable state and, and what a vulnerable. Yeah. What a nice guy saying like in that moment of just like no, but like I'm in love with my girlfriend. Like I have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cat came out, Kangas. I just, again, I love these shots of, like, Hoffman in the front seat. Yeah.
So you asked a question before, and I think it's kind of like answered a little bit. Oh, teacher in high school? Is that or I think it's a community college, right? Or community college. Yeah, they look old. Which is even, again, like, <laughs> like fits into just like the, the, he's teaching like other people that are maybe not exactly where they want to be in their lives, you know, or if they're just going back to learn more, you know, just, I mean, people take, go to community college for many different reasons. I like, is it, or were his pants tucked into his boots? Oh, I didn't catch that. I think they were. Let's see. I like the tuck, if they show it. But yeah. I like the tucked in shirt without the belt, though. Without the belt, yeah. Oh, show the legs. I mean, show the feet. Yeah. Go to the wide shot. I think we didn't touch on that, like, this was, like, her dream place, or, like, uh, that other place to bring him to, and, like, that was a big fight was about, and it wasn't that different, you know, than the other place. Maybe it was, because the staff seems, like, nicer and stuff, but it certainly wasn't as advertised. No. I mean, yeah, just the fact, I mean, earlier they were playing that, the marketing for for that place, and... It's, you know, I mean, it's a business. Yeah. I guess what's nice <laughs> is just like, it, it feels a little less like a hospital, or at least he gets his own room and he doesn't have a curtain right around him. And that's definitely the plus. But I, I guess um, John's argument was kind of like, you know, like he doesn't know the difference. Yeah, and know? in the end of the day, like it's all just, you know, people are dying. It's it's a, It's a mess in there. Like, we don't want him to be right, but the sobering truth is that he's right. Yeah. Ugh, a terrible time. Haw fans, why do you keep picking depressing movies for us? <laughs> now, now that I'm not enjoying watching The Savages here, I am very much so, but, you know, a little levity would be nice next month. Yeah, what, didn't we have that run of movies and then we did the palate cleanser of uh, Pirate Radio? We need, yeah. a, we need a palate cleanser just in... <laughs> well, we'll see. Remember, stay tuned at the end of the episode to find out what we'll be voting on for the February 1st episode of PSA Still of Hoffman. First Monday episode of February. Oh, I did it. Ugh, even <laughs> I don't know it right. The first Monday of February. Which could be February 1st. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to look it up now. February 3rd. So it won't be that far off. Okay. And then the mid-month that one will be the 17th. Yes. Okay. President's Day. Wow, just keep hitting the holidays. MLK, President's Day. I love that position 
that they're both in, even the cat, you know? Yeah. Because they're almost, to me, they're almost like kids again. See, like a shot like that, I love, you know? Which is the tree and the house and the sky. Yeah. Valley view. This movie is about a very short but very impactful time in their lives, but not necessarily a time that they would, uh, you know, obviously enjoy or anything like that. Yeah, obviously enjoy and not necessarily even, you know, grow from. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think. I'm trying to remember right now where this film leaves our characters. You know, if they if they leave them in a better place or if this is just a moment of their life. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, nothing would lead you to believe that uh, at least Phil Zimmer Hoffman's character would be different. You know, I guess... Perhaps he has a better relationship with his sister now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Yeah, doesn't does he say like, oh, I'll, like he'll help with the screenplay, or he's there, he'll read it. I don't know, something like that. Like you said before, The Wallow is one of the more enjoyable films. Of his career, of us talking about on PS, I love Hoffman. Since I haven't watched it, since there's all these little things, I'm kind of forgetting about it. What makes his movie one of his best? Um, uh, I mean, it's a you know, it's, it's a real character, so I think it's the character that was given to him and his and his portrayal. Um, the chemistry he has with Laura Linney, the the simplicity of the story, and um, so it's not necessarily like I mean you know there's other characters he's played when you you know like I mean I've said it before but I mean it's not an original statement but like you know just like really something to chew on as an actor but um, which I wouldn't say is necessarily what is here for the character of John, but, um, but he does a lot with just kind of this simple character and the simple story. Yeah. He makes him relatable. Like he make like, I don't know, just a lesser actor. I feel like would need more from the screenplay and, and the, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from uh, the director, but I just, I just have a feeling that sh- she's a director that, again, was like very in, uh, instinctual with the selection of her actors. I would probably agree with that. Definitely comes across that way. Uh, you had to put the dog down. 
Why'd the dog have to die? <laughs> Why'd the dog have to die? Uh, but he turns it into... But is it any different than what she did with the guy at the hospital? You know? Do you uh, think, like... Just a little different in the sense of that, that they have history, and the last time they saw one another, they had the argument that they had. And he could did tell, he take the flowers? And could, no. Oh. And he could tell that she wanted more, you know? Yeah. And he, I mean, he just admits that to her right now. If you ever want, like, you know, just like, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair. I think it's clear right there. Oh, I forgot about this. What did she ask him? Oh yeah, this is what I was saying that I forgot about this. Like the whole, uh, we get to see it play out. Ugh. <laughs> now, I mean, I imagine this is cathartic for him. Like, he watches this, and he says, like, you know, I thought my sister really didn't get me, but she does, you know? And it's funny that, like, he's talking about magic realism in the play, that the play is, like, not 100% realistic, obviously. Mm -hmm. But this movie is so grounded. Yeah. Yeah. I, we get a little bit of ma- magic realism, I guess, in the beginning, just with like that almost like the, the choreography and everything. Yeah, true, true. But nothing where like a boy flying. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, so this is. <laughs> oh wow so it's like not you know like it's would you call this a happy ending <sighs> happier they're they've it, th- definitely seem a bit more content and they're growing so they were t- yeah, they're they're grow they're growed. <laughs> They've grown as characters and as people. Not a lot, but you know, in life we incrementally grow. It's not like these huge things. He's like, you know, I'm a hero now kind of moment. And they, it seems like they have more of a relationship. I don't know if he went to go visit her just for the play, but he clearly like I feel like at the beginning of the movie he would have gone to New York and not even told her. Yeah, I mean, well, just the even there where he was like, oh, she, you didn't tell me that when you didn't ask. So they're still not in a total comfort area and open dialogue, but they're clearly, they've, they've progressed. I think that's what this movie 
is about and what it shows is like this snippet of a life, an important part of their life that they that they've they've grown as individuals and and and, and together. Yeah, for sure. Oh wait, the dog didn't die. Oh, because oh, so uh, is that the whole thing? The, the guy was ready to move on, but she. I oh yeah. She put, oh yeah. I remember now. Yes, awesome. She's not giving up on the dog. Like yeah. she didn't give up on her dad. Her dad's care. There we go. Yay! Good movie. Great movie. Great. There's movie. a post credit scene. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed our rewatch of the Savages. We enjoyed the movie. Oh, and I, we... I totally did. That's just such a that you know that's a movie that I would just recommend pretty much to anybody. Oh, executive producer Alexander Payne. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. No, it, it falls right into his wheelhouse, like a yes, like an like an about Schmidt, Nebraska Citizen yeah. Ruth. It it has that like yeah it is like it's almost a more grounded out because Alexander Payne almost has that there it's real but it has a bit of uh, what did he just call it uh, when describing the play that we were just saying magic realism magic realism yeah you know so Kyle um next month we're we're gonna February first two movies on the docket. And they're two um, similar but different films in terms of well, they're not similar at all, <laughs> but they're both related his to his two team. best performances. No, uh. one might argue, not most, but one specific person. Kara Seymour. But that's his middle name. It doesn't. Sorry, we're reading the credits as well. Oh so. duh, that's his middle. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Such an idiot. Such an idiot. Idiot. Anyway. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, you know, you out there, you Haw fans, are responsible for voting what we're going to watch on February third, our February rewatch first Monday of February, and we'll of course decide that. Well, you guys will decide it over the next couple of weeks, but we'll announce the decision on our mid month episode, which is two Mondays from the release date today. Now. The films, that they both have a theme with what's coming up. As we said, it is Oscar season. And, of course, let's talk about the film that I can't believe we haven't talked about yet. Capote, the one that won Philip Seymour Hoffman, the big one. What are your thoughts on Capote, Kyle? Well, did we give Capote as an option when we for the first one we gave five? Originally, five, yeah. right? Yeah, and Boogie Nights yeah. won that one. Mm-hmm. So, Capote. I mean, as, as we know, I mean, well, we marked that as the when we broke up his career into three acts, that was the end of act two. That is truly when he became, uh, for the most part, a, you know, a household name and just recognition from the public, from his peers, t- critics, ev- ev- everyone. And, uh, it, you know, I mean, we kind of touched about it, cu- touched on it in, in this episode. Like, is it his best performance he did win best actor for it but like you know you have to really have had an idea of who Truman Capote was and he and it is an incredible feat how he transformed himself he Truman Capote was a, a physically as you know a small individual and Philip Seymour Hoffman was not a small <laughs> individual physically nope um 
you know, and to, he really, he really, um, you know, you know, just like totally transferred himself, transformed himself. Uh, and it's, I mean, I, I love it. It's a, it's a great movie, uh, a collaboration with an old friend of his, um, so I'm, I'm looking if that's the one that wins. I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to to rewatching it. So Capote, you can't argue with that choice on the ballot. The next one, maybe one can. I know you won't though. So and that's yeah. for Valentine's Day, which is in February as well. And that's not a romantic film. One of, as you said, Hoffman's better performances, according to some. Along Came Polly is the film. <laughs> and I just hear a bunch of people groaning right now. <laughs> um, no, but I'm excited to do Along Came Polly because, you know, maybe we can defend it. Maybe we can say why why his performance is so memorable. And I don't care what people say. Everyone remembers him. If you've seen that film, he was the highlight of the movie, and he's awesome in it. So we have two titans, right? Uh, Capote and Along Came Polly. Kyle, do you, I don't know if you need to say anything for Along Came Polly, but if you feel like you need to... Please, along can Polly handicap it. Well, I, um, as I was saying earlier in discussing, like, elevating, he elevates that movie. He elevates anything that he's in, but that's a movie and that, like, he elevates. And this is a podcast in which we're appreciating him. And so you're more than welcome to not like the movie Along Came Polly, but I think if you're a Philip Seymour Hoffman fan, it's undeniable of how much he elevated that movie and just how hilarious and you watch that. And if you, again, are a fan of his, how you don't just, how you're not sad that even, I mean, cause that was, that was what 2004. I think that movie came out. So, you know, he was alive for 10 more years, you know, just that he didn't do another like flat out comedy like that. And you know, some people say that it's, it's a very cliche movie, in its comedic tropes, but he, he's hilarious in it. He is. And, and so it's just, as far as he goes, it is, it's, it, that would be one that I didn't finish the five movies before. That would be one that I would put in a, um, really? Yeah. In a marathon of his. Yeah. Cause I think also marathons should, should be a, um, like I would probably have like mission impossible three in there. I want to see, I want to see also like a, a good, mix of genres well okay i mean that that's i expected like a comedic maybe tongue-in-cheek uh defense of long game poly but you made a very very compelling argument in a sense that like this these are the two sides you know those that like um there's like greek drama masks yeah. right there's like the happy and like the sad like dramatic and comedy like these are the two sides of hoffman on the ballot it's, yeah, I, I mean, it might not get, you know, any more different than these two roles. Um, so, hey, either way, I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're clearly um, giving you guys, I think this is the, is this only the second time? Did, was, was this part of the first five that we gave an option for? I don't recall. Polly? Uh, we've had Polly on a couple times. I'm not sure. It, it always gets soundly soundly defeated so um but we're giving it a shot this time who knows new year 2020 new decade maybe new feelings can't wait to talk about it that's for sure and and you guys remember you can vote on our social media facebook twitter 
Instagram. I'll put the poll out soon. The voting will close, and you'll find out the winner on the second. No, not the second. Uh, I guess the third. Yeah, the third Monday of the month. I can't wait. Anything else, Kyle, you want to share? We know Foodie Films, of course. Yeah, Foodie Obviously, please check out both of our uh, our solo uh, podcast runs, High School Slumber Party and Foodie Films on Cage Club Podcast Network, all the other great podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And um, just uh, happy, happy New Year. Thanks for... Still tuning in and honoring the memory of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, here's to another great year, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks for listening, guys. That's not how you're supposed to end the show, Kyle. Well, I wasn't sure if you. I didn't want to be rude and end it before you. If you had anything, just else pull to the say. plug on me. Yeah. So is, is, <laughs> I'm any, kidding, I'm is kidding. there anything else? Yeah, you would like to say, Brian? I'm gonna start to think about my own end of life care. So it's good. Because it's <laughs> coming sooner than later. I'm feeling it today. Oy. Yeah, maybe next... Yeah, guys, maybe next one I won't be as sick as sick as a dog. Anyway, but remember, guys... I almost said there's more to cut. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay, stay, uh, stay on cool.